So people sometimes wonder what the After Hours Entrepreneur is all about. And my friends, it is about industry disruption. It's about making changes. It's about forgetting what's worked over the last 10 years and what is going to work over the next 10 years. It, let me be honest. Let me be clear. This is the best time in human history to find these niches. AI, automation, independent media. I mean, dude, look. 10 years ago, you the only way that you were going to get distribution of video, legitimate distribution of video, was going to Hollywood or going to New York or being on a major television station. Streaming is here. AI is here. You're not just competing against your neighbor anymore. You're competing against a 23-year-old kid in Thailand who's probably better at your job than you are. The world is forever changed. And well, what does that mean? What does that mean for us, for our families, for our businesses, for our lives? Specifically in the context of business, it means disruption. And today I want to read a couple pages out of the book, Blue Ocean Strategy. Blue Ocean Strategy. The premise of this book is exactly what I'm talking about. The premise of this book is that everybody is competing on the same axis. They're competing against each other on price and they're competing on performance, on quality, right? Oh, well, if I do it at a higher quality, I can charge a higher price. Or if I can produce a lower quality, I can do that at a lower price. We're done with that. That's not what after hours entrepreneurs are doing. After hours entrepreneurs are figuring out the angles and that's what the blue ocean strategy is. Blue ocean is saying, we're going to invent so, something completely freaking different, something that nobody has ever seen before. And so I'm going to read an excerpt from this book that talks about this in a little bit more detail to help contextualize this. And I, I'm really praying that you're thinking about this in your industry. Whatever your industry is, whether it's real estate, law work, legal work, design, podcasting, media, I don't care what it is, banking, credit card processing, whatever business you are in, start thinking differently. And over the next, you know, over the next month or so, I'm going to be talking about some specific examples, but let me read this excerpt from the book. This is coming from page 12. So we're still early in, I'm mean, on about page 60, but I, I need you to understand this concept. It's incredibly important as you build out a business that is wildly massively successful. So let's read here. Value innovation, the cornerstone of blue ocean strategy. What consistently separates winners from losers in creating blue oceans was their approach to strategy. The companies caught in the red ocean followed a conventional approach, racing to beat the competition by building a defensible position within the existing industry order. The creators of blue oceans, surprisingly, didn't use the competition as their benchmark. Instead, they followed a different strategic logic that we call value innovation. Value innovation is the cornerstone of Blue Ocean Strategy. We call it value innovation because instead of focusing on beating the competition, you focus on making the competition irrelevant by creating a leap in value for buyers and your company, thereby opening up new and uncontested market space. Value innovation places equal emphasis on value and innovation 
Value without innovation tends to focus on value creation on an incremental scale. Something that improves value, but is not sufficient to make you stand out in the marketplace. Innovation without value tends to be technology-driven, market-pioneering, or futuristic, often shooting beyond what buyers are ready to accept and pay for. In this sense, it is important to distinguish between value innovation and opposed to technology innovation and market pioneering. Our study shows that when what separates winners from losers in creating blue oceans is neither bleeding-edge technology nor timing for market entry. Sometimes they exist, more often, however, they do not. Value innovation occurs when companies align innovation with utility, price, and cost positions. If they fail to anchor innovation with value in this way, technology innovators and market pioneers often lay the eggs that other companies hatch. So let, let, let me, I just want to unpack this for just one minute because I think technology is big. I think coming in and leveraging AI in your business is important but it's probably not going to separate you from everybody else. Now, we're in coming episodes, we're going to talk more about how to find this because I think this is important. But one of the, just a quick sneak peek is look outside of your industry. Look at people that are in companies that are completely outside of your industry. Or maybe look for companies that are within your industry, but maybe in another niche. So for example, I'm in the podcast world. I build podcasts, I automate podcasts for clients. But when I start to think about how do I create a blue ocean for my business, I'm not just looking at other podcast companies, I'm looking at marketing companies, sales companies, networking companies, email companies. I'm looking media companies. I'm looking at companies that are doing something similar to what I do, but doing it in a different niche, right? Something to think about. Anyway, for this to work, you've got to think bigger. You've got to think outside the box. So let's continue reading because it, it just gets better from here. Value innovation is a new way of thinking about and executing strategy that results in the creation of a blue ocean and a break from the competition. Importantly, value innovation defies one of the most commonly accepted dogmas of competition-based strategy, the value-cost trade-off. It is conventionally believed that companies can either create greater value to customers at a higher cost or create reasonable value at a lower cost. Here, strategy is seen as making a choice between differentiation and low cost. In contrast, those that seek to create blue oceans pursue differentiation and low cost simultaneously. Let's return to the example of Cirque du Soleil. Pursuing differentiation and low cost simultaneously lies at the heart of the entertainment experience it created. At the time of its debut, other circuses focused on benchmarking one another and maximizing their share of an already shrinking demand by tweaking traditional circus acts. They included trying to secure more famous clowns and lion tamers, a strategy that raised circuses' cost structure without substantially altering the circus experience. The result was rising costs without rising revenues in a downward spiral of overall circus demand. These efforts were made irrelevant when Cirque du Soleil appeared. Neither an ordinary circus nor a classic theater production, Cirque du Soleil paid no heed to what the competition did. Instead of following the conventional logic of outpacing the competition by offering a better solution to the given problem, creating a circus with fun and thrills, 
Cirque du Soleil sought to offer people the fun and thrill of the circus and the intellectual sophistication of the theater at the same time. Hence, it redefined the problem itself. By breaking the market boundaries of theater and Cirque, of circus, Cirque du Soleil gained a new understanding, not only of the circus customers, but also the circus non-customers, adult theater customers. You know, another thing that Cirque did, and they talk about more in this book, is looking at the market that you're in and trying to assess what is all the stuff that just doesn't matter, the stuff that people are spending so much time and so much money on that doesn't impact the bottom line customer. What is the stuff that you're doing that just doesn't matter? If, if you can cut that out and implement something brand new that people haven't seen before, you've created effectively a blue ocean. And this, my friends, is what we want to work towards. And, you know, look, I know it's tough. It's difficult to strategize on this stuff on your own. You're listening to the podcast. You've probably got some ideas whirling in your head, some stuff that you're probably doing that doesn't really matter to your customers all that much. There's probably some stuff that you could lean more into. There's probably some stuff that you've never even freaking thought of. That's what we want. That's what we want to find. We want to find the stuff that hasn't been explored yet. And again, this is tough to find out on your own. What I want to do is I want to extend you an invite to join other like-minded, forward-thinking entrepreneurs in the After Hours Entrepreneur Pro Group. You cannot do this on your own. The Pro Group is focused on clarity, clarity of where you want to go, clarity of the next steps, of being excellent and getting there, but also the accountability that you need to get there. There's things that I really love doing that I just can't. I just can't do them if I want to achieve my goals. There's days that I just don't feel like making those 10 sales calls, those 20 sales calls, those 100 sales calls. But guess what? When I've got my brothers and sisters in the pro group watching my back, and I know that I'm going to have to stand in front of them and say, this is what I did or didn't do, that matters. And I want that for you. Stop going alone. Join us. I'm going to put an exclusive link below just for you. Join us in the group. It will change your life. And in the meantime, start thinking about how blue oceans can open up a massive opportunity for you, your family, your coworkers, your colleagues, your team. Now's the time. Get serious. Get after it. It's time to hit go. It's time to smash the button and join the group. Stop waiting. All right. I'll catch you in the next episode. This is Mark. Out. Peace.